Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of But Now We Said It. Today, we have the Cuban Barbie who's back on the scene and living the dream. One of my favorite taglines, by the way. Alexia Echevar. Well, actually, you have a new last name now because yes. you're married. Hi, Alexia. Hi, how are you? What is your new last name again? Napola. Napola. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Yes, I'm still in the process of changing all the legal documents. So far, I have my social security card, which is actually, I think, the most important one and the first one. Right. And then from there, I'm working on all that. But yes, I, I feel like I've been Napola for years now because I've been with Todd for five years, but now it's official. Can I just say, I love him. Like, I Aww. absolutely love him. And watching the two of you on screen, like, you can just tell how happy you guys are. And he really yes. is your person. I love him too. Yes. I feel the same way. Yes. And you know, obviously you don't get to see everything, you know, we filmed a lot more and there was a lot of things you guys didn't see, but we're actually really cute together, really good together. I feel like we saw a really heavy moment with the family between him and Peter and all of that. But in that moment, like as hard as that was, I understood his side. Like I still saw how much he cares for you through that, even if it was like a hard thing to hear, you know? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, like I feel like it came out through the camera. You know, his intentions were uh, always good and they're always good. And it came from love and a good place. And, um, you know, it's just emotional. You know, it's just like that, That you know, that's like how he is. But it's it's in a good way. You know what I mean? It's not like you, the viewers don't know him as well. So it's kind of like not fair, you know, that he kind of just came into this and he really didn't sign up for this. And, you know. Every viewer is going to have like a different, you know, perspective. But, you know, at the end, you know, he's a wonderful man and he's you know, a great guy. And I'm very happy to be his wife. Well, I can I feel like I can speak for all of the Bravo viewership. We are so happy that you found your prince. Yes, and thank you. he truly seems to make you happy. So congratulations again. So let's go back all the way to the beginning. OK, so. How That's did, way back. I know, right? Uh, 2010, maybe? Yes. Yeah. 2010. So how did you get approached to do the show? What was what was the start? Well, I mean, here in Miami, everybody knew about it. They were casting for the show. And I actually heard about it from Peter because Peter was a model at the time with the Green Agency. And they were the ones casting the show. And he's like, Mom, like, I saw a bunch of your friends there at the agency. I'm like, my friends are like a little bit too old to model. But like, what are they doing there? he's like they're casting for the show called the real housewives of miami and i'm like oh god really i'm like how come they didn't tell me about it so anyways fast forward he was started casting for this other show that they were kind of do a reality show for like teenagers which never really happened because the parents were too smart to allow our children to do that so when that happened it was kind of like the same casting crew so um i would like drop them off and they would see me and they would be like oh tell your mom we're casting for the show and then um, I just told Peter to tell him, listen, you know, we're not going to both be in a reality show. I think that's kind of silly. So I'll let you do it. And obviously I didn't, but um, that never happened. So basically the casting director reached out to me and started bugging me about coming to the casting. I never did that. I, I No, I really <laughs> never did. It was like, I was so scared. I was like, I don't know that I want to do this. And I knew at that time right. that like Herman really wouldn't really support me so I kind of forgot about that but you know they had a really hard time casting Miami I don't know why right you would think it was like an easy peasy thing no it was really difficult to cast fast forward many months after 
a friend of mine tells me, oh, like one of my best friends, can you please come with me for a casting? I'm like, oh God, I think it is the Miami housewife thing. She's like, yeah. And I was like, I don't think it's a good idea for me to go because like, I think they want me. And she's like, oh no, no, they're looking for a doctor. She was a dentist. She's like, they're looking for a doctor and you know, like just come with me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So of course I can't, you know, showed up just being Alexia. I will never forget. It was kind of like cold outside for us Miami people. So I took out my Versace, my Versace <laughs> boots, like my skinny pants, a silver Cavalli jacket and my curls. And I like showed up with her. And I'm like, if they see me, they're going to want to sit me down and talk to me. She's like, okay, it's good. She's like, well, whatever you do, just don't talk with your hands. And I'm like, okay, sure. Um, anyways, they sat her down. She had her thing. When I showed up, they're like, Peter's mom. And I'm like, yeah, Peter's mom's here. So I sat down. I was just myself. Like, I'm talking to you now. Like, using my hands and being so animated, saying the truth. Because that's all I know how to say. Right. right. I'm like, okay, I'm here. My husband doesn't know I'm here. He doesn't want me to do this, but I don't care. And, you know, I just said all the crazy stuff that was going on in my life. And 10 minutes later, we were having lunch, her and I. I got a phone call and saying, we want to meet your family and we want to, you know, go to your house. And that was the next day. And then the rest was history. A month later, I got a phone call that I had been selected. And that was another story <laughs> that I had to do with my husband at the time. And, and that's it. And, you know, and all these years later, you know, I'm still here, season four. And, you know, it was a long hiatus, more than what I've wanted to be you know eight years I wasn't expecting that I didn't think I would be like in reality tv and be like 55 years old I'm like I didn't want to be this old I wanted to come back before and kind of be retired at this age (laughs) but you know what it's this is how it happened and I'm very happy to be here I'm very proud that you know we're able to represent Miami you know after all these years and you know I feel like we did a really great job and everybody's very happy with us being back I am so so happy that you guys are back and you guys this is truly, I tweeted um, the, on the day of the finale. This is what a reboot is. Like, literally, you guys g- brought new life into the franchise again. And it's, I, it's better than ever. Thank you. And thank you for all your love and support that I know you're one of our biggest supporters. And, you know, you're like always there, always giving us love. Thank you. We love you back. I actually would even go out and say season two was one of my favorite seasons also. Season two had a lot going on. It was such a great season. Yeah, I think that that's what happened too. I think it had a lot going on. And I feel like, you know, there needs to be like more consistency. You know what I mean? It's like you have to relate to, you know, there's so many different stories to follow. And um, it makes it more difficult. But it was a great season too. Like for, I mean, I thought all of our seasons, you know, were great. And correct me if I'm wrong. So for season one, it felt a little different. And I was, I feel like I was under the impression that initially it wasn't exactly going to be housewives. It was going to be more of like a social show where like y'all did the cooking classes and everything. Right. Right. Yeah. It was kind of boring actually. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like the producers that we had for the first season were excellent and they were like beautiful people, but it wasn't really like what I feel like the producers and the production companies that do these type of shows that they had that kind of experience. And I think they themselves didn't know what direction the show was taking. And I always believed in my heart, just like I always believed that there was going to be a season four some, someday. I always believed we would come back. I always believed in season one, see that it was going to be a housewife show. All the ladies were like, Oh, it's never going to be that. And I'm like, this is what it is. This is, I don't know how they're going to edit, what they're going to do, but this is totally, housewife material and 
because of that, I think it was easier for them to get girls to sign up like myself because we kind of like lied to our husbands. Now we actually didn't technically lie because the contract kind of read like untitled or whatever. So we really didn't know, but you know, we were hoping like secretly that it would be a housewife show. And I always believed it would be, but in contract, it was like better for like our husbands and our family to like understand why we wanted to do this. Right. Well, so what was Herman's reaction when you first told him? that you got signed and it's going to be housewives. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, he's like, well, I remember when I had to tell him that the camera crew was going to be over the next day after they said, I want to meet your family. I was like, I needed to get past (laughs) that. And I remember telling him, let's go out to dinner. And we went to a Mexican and we started drinking margaritas. And like, for whatever reason that night, he was not getting drunk. I was the one getting drunk off my ass. And I was like, Oh my God. And I still couldn't tell him and I would keep on drinking. And I still couldn't tell him. And finally I'm like, that's it. Like you're my husband. I need, I should be able to just tell you. I'm like, this, this, this happened. And they're coming to the house tomorrow. And all he told me was, I just don't want them to be there when I get there. So whatever you want to do, you do it during the day. When I get home from work, they better not be there. And that night it was a Friday. I'll never, some things you just never forget. We're having a go away party for my mom. She was always coming back and forth from Madrid, Spain. And every time she would come back home to Miami, we would have a big party. When she would leave, the same thing. She did this all her life for years, but we loved it too. And she loved a party. So I just told the producers, like, you guys need to be out before Herman gets here. I'm like my guest. Like, I'm having, like, this party at my house. So anyways, they came. And, you know, it was kind of like a welcome to my crib kind of thing, right? So they went all over my house. And I was, like, being funny on camera. I had no closet space, like every woman's problem. So I was, like, shit talking about how I didn't have, like, a closet. And like all this other kind of stuff. And then my kids came home and um, they interviewed, you know, they wanted to get a few words from Peter and Frankie. And I'll never forget that, you know, they sat them down and like, I heard Peter and Frankie talking about me and I was like crying, like emotional. So they probably was like, oh my God, this is like perfect housewife woman. Like she's already crying, right? Like, you know, they love us to cry. And so I start crying. Like, I didn't even know my kids felt like that about me. It was like so beautiful and so touching. And then they're like, okay, what makes like, you cry? And I'm like this, like my kids, like, this is just like everything to me. I'm like melting right now. And then Herman walks in, like it kept on, and Herman's like, oh, he got in. And he's like, oh, I told you I didn't want these people there. And then the camera's like following him. I was like, oh shit. He's like, you better not be putting this on TV. And like all this kind of stuff. He's like, sir, like, we just want, like, this is what we're doing. This doesn't mean anything. Your, your wife hasn't been selected. You know, it was just, we're getting like a brief interview and, you know, we just want to get like a few words. Like, how do you feel? And then he said, well, let me think about this. So then they started asking him things. He started talking and I was like, okay, guy, uh, like it's, it's my show, not yours. We're here fighting for the camera. I'm like, they don't want to talk to you anymore. Hey, I'm here. So anyways, he took over like usual. And then that was it. And then they left. We have my mom's party. And like a month later, you know, they called me and, you know, it, it was difficult for him, you know, to understand and to come like to, you know, a point where he accepted. I don't think he never really accepted. And then, you know, unfortunately my story in season two turned out, you know, to what it was, you know, when Frankie had the accident, which, you know, we were never obviously thinking something like that would have happened. And then season three. So it's kind of like, he always let me do it because he had no other choice. I actually signed the contract kind of like behind his back or without his blessing. Cause I had like a certain time that I had to turn it in. And, um, you know what, that was the best decision I ever made because, you know, I don't feel like women should, should give up, you know, making, you know, certain decisions in their life 
and something that's important to them or something that they like. And I always promised him, if it's something bad for me or for my family, I will walk away from it. There's no money in the world. There's nothing. But let me have this opportunity. You know, I always thought it would be great for my business at the time as Venue Magazine. And, you know, and, you know, just for fun for me, you know, I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. But, you know, I didn't think that I should just say no, just because he didn't want me to do it, you know. So, again, it was like the best decision that I made. And I don't, you know, regret it. You know, I wish I would have had his love and support from it because it's important. You know, when you're doing these kind of shows, just like anything in life, not only this show, you know, it's important to know that, you know, your family supports it. And, you know, and they have your back and, you know, they're there for you because if not, it becomes a very uncomfortable situation. So I remember in this season when you guys have discussed Herman being bisexual and you said there were rumors at the time about this. He never conveyed any sort of concern about those or anything like that. No, he actually did. When So in season, was it season three, I think, that that rumor came about. But it wasn't like sitting at a table. It wasn't like a conversation. It was just something, the way that it was played out, it was like Joanna mentioned something about that. But, you know, it was like a moment that she wanted to have. You know what I mean? You can tell, like, she didn't know Herman, she didn't know me. You know, coming, like, from her, who was going to believe her, you know, it was, like, it didn't make any sense, like, the way that it was, like, pushed in, you know? So it was never addressed. And I think it was, like, the last scene, like, when we were in Bimini or something like that. So it was something that would always stay in the air. He did see it. I remember him being super upset about it, having the conversation with me and asking me, like, why didn't you say something? Like, well, because I wasn't there. Like, if you look at the scene, like, it was something, like, kind of, like, behind my back. I was never able, you know, to address it. And besides that, like, I don't think that of you. Like, that's what I told him. I'm like, you know, it's like, sometimes it's just better to ignore it because what am I going to fight about? Like, I have no facts. I have no, I don't think that of you. If you give it more attention, it's going to take off. Right. Yeah. And then at that moment, like a hundred percent, we, that had never been like an issue in our marriage that was like never brought up when I did meet him in many years before that, that was kind of like a rumor that was here in the community that people would say that, but he also had a good defense and, you know, and explained to me why they would say these things about him. You know, he was a politician, he was a lobbyist, you know, there's a lot of hate and rumors that are, you know, in that environment. And, and I believed it, you know, I really did. He never gave me any signs to believe something different. I actually hate those sort of storylines. Like when people, especially if they don't know, like someone's coming out journey is for them. And like for Joanna, you know, that kind of is like such a, a shitty thing to do to take that and try and use that against someone. Cause there is, there's a reason a lot of us don't come out right away because there isn't a lot of tolerance. Of course. Yeah. And it was coming from a hateful place because something like that, that's hate. You know, I did it from a good place and that's not like I did it. It's not like I'm exposing him. Right. So, cause you know, I, I've heard some comments about that too. Like, why would you talk about your dead husband now or something like that? So it's not even that. First of all, it's my story. It's for me to tell. And Everybody knows that it's from a good place, from love. I just wanted to know that he got to do what he wanted to do and that, you know, and that he was happy, you know, that he left this world, you know, being happy and being able to do something he was never able to do because of society and his friends and what they were going to think about him. He was an extraordinary man. All he did was help people all his life. And then he was afraid, I'm sure, that he thought people were not going to have the same respect and admiration for him because people 
unfortunately still see that like as a weakness or as something bad or people are not tolerant. People need to like, I, I, you know, and that's why, you know, I hope that I, that's what I've showed, you know, I, this is what I wanted people to see and to know I'm not upset. I'm not mad. You know, I'm actually happy for him that he got to do it. I wish he was still here alive, living, you know, alive with, you know, his loved one. And I would support it and I would like hang out with him. And it's like, because that's what I really feel in my heart. I feel like people are just jealous that I feel that way, you know, and I feel like everybody should feel that way for real. But, you know, I can't change people's heart. Yeah, no, I mean, the way you have handled it is like better than anybody I feel like could ever like, again, this whole season, I mean, your tagline is so true. Every anything that could go on for Alexia, like happens to Alexia. And honestly, you know, who knows how any of us would handle that situation. But the way you handled it, I think was just with grace and using that opportunity to hopefully help so many other people out there that are struggling with their sexuality still. And it's showing that like, look, this is still a problem, but it's okay. It doesn't need to be this way. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a problem. No, I don't see it as a problem at all. It should not really be a problem. And I know that there's still, you know, being like, you know, hopefully this new generation doesn't have it so difficult. But, you know, Herman's generation still had it very difficult, you know, and, and even more so before. And the Latin culture also, it's kind of like very, you know, under the radar and like, you know, they have double standards and like it's, yeah, it's still very taboo. And like, that's what needs to change, you know, because until those things, you know, it's like little steps, right? And I think we've come such a long way. And I'm so happy about that. But still a lot of more needs to be done. We saw you going to meet with his former partner, but we didn't see the conversation happen. Is there anything you can tell us about or anything that didn't air? No, I mean, I, I'm so happy that I got this opportunity to speak to this individual. And all I told him was like, after my conversation with him, now I understand why Herman fell in love with you. You know, you're like a beautiful person. And, you know, I just wanted to know, cause you know, you hear like all these rumors. It's funny. Cause like Marisol and I did like a podcast the other day on Jesus, which is called in like in Spanish, Jimmy, like the gossip and rumors. And like, you know, you hear all these Jesus and gossips and rumors. So I got to like, just clear the air. You know what I mean? I always chose not to believe because I'm that person. I never choose to believe what, especially if I know the people or where it's coming from, I choose not to believe those things. And I want to know it like on my own. So I'm so happy that he gave me that opportunity because that says a lot about him and that I had that opportunity where we both wanted to have this moment. I think he wanted to have this moment with me as well. Like he, he thought he owed it to me and I deserved it. So he answered all my questions, you know, and what we both had in common was that we both loved this this man. So we only had good intentions for him. So like he thought I was extraordinary and I thought he was extraordinary too, you know. So, you know, but now I'm like in a different stage in my life. You know, I told him, you know, I'm this man, I'm getting married, you know, I'm super in love, you know, I gave love, you know, I'm a firm believer in love. You know, without love, there's nothing else in life. That's like my motor that keeps me going. You know, whether it's my children or, you know, my parents and Todd, you know, it's like to me, love is everything. So the fact that, you know, we both love this person so much and we thought that he was so great, you know, is it was just like really, really incredible. Yeah, I'm sure. And that's something you'll be able to share, I guess, forever. I mean, that's that is a, a great way to close that chapter. Coming back to season four this season, did you anticipate more people coming back from the previous cast? Or 
is this sort of who you anticipated coming back? No, I think I nailed it. I think it brought back all the girls that needed to be back and the ones that didn't. They're not here for a reason. So I always loved that Larsa came back. I always wanted Larsa to come back. You know, she had only like moved to Chicago, after season two, and then LA. But, you know, I would always say, if we ever come back, I hope Larsa's around because I would love for her to be part of the cast. I was happy she came back. Lisa, I felt like myself and Lisa were kind of like the anchors to bring back the show. So I obviously was very happy that she came back. And Marisol's like my best friend. I know how funny she is. I know how great she is. So, you know, I think we always had a connection, even though we weren't on TV with like our, our viewers and our fans. So, you know, they kept on kind of like following us and following our life. So, you know, I knew Mar- Marisol, Adriana. I always kept in touch with all of them. So I feel they picked the right girls, the new girls I, I adore. I think they're a great addition. It's exactly what we needed. It's like they nailed it. Like we finally have like the perfect cast. Larsa, I she put a bad taste in my mouth in, in season one. But this season... I have fallen in love with her. I literally was like, I was like, I don't want her back. I, I feel like she was season one. was It was a tough season on her. And I just did not really connect with her. And then this season, it, it has been such a great surprise. Yeah, I always knew that. I knew that the audience was, would really fall in love with her because she's really great. So, yeah, I mean, and I, I know I knew that side to her. So it's kind of hard when you're trying to, like, you know, explain when you don't know the person. But I'm very happy for her that she had, you know, a great season. And then Marisol. So I actually, I interviewed Marisol right around the beginning of the season. And I told her that even just, I had not seen the episodes yet, but even from the trailer alone, you can see that there's this new energy about her and a new life of Marisol. And it's amazing to watch. Yes. Well, this is how she really is. Like she told me, she's like, oh my God, what do I do? Like, what do you think I should do? I'm like, be you. Todd and I actually told you that because we go out a lot. Her husband's amazing. Steve and Todd love each other. The four of us go out all the time. And so since in our real life, we were going out and then the show happened and she was like, oh my God, I'm like, what should I do? And Todd and I told her, be yourself. You're so funny, bro. That's all you got to be. Just be you. And this is what she's done. And, you know, a lot of people didn't know I side to her because she was always so nervous and she was always so concerned about her business and her mom and this one and that. And I'm like, screw all that. Just be you, you know, because you, you're so much fun and you're so witty. And, and this is what she did. And this is why she's so great. She is great. And so this may be a controversial opinion, but I actually love her in the friend role. Pay her whatever money she wants, but I actually love her in this role because she's just as much as featured, but she's a very good like Greek chorus and like in the comedy, like you said, I love just hearing her point of view. Right. Yeah. She's like the comedic relief. Yes. Yeah. No, she's great. Like her role is great. I, and I told you the same thing. I go, you know what? And you have it even easier because you don't have to talk about your personal life. So you know what? Yes. Like that's so much easier because you know, it's so difficult. You know what I mean? And I don't want to take away from her or from anybody that's like in a friend role. Because uh, I don't even like to label it like that. Like, to me, we're all the same, you know? It doesn't matter, like, you're a housewife or a friend, and it's like you say, it's the presence and the impact that you make on the viewers. So, you know, Adriana and Marisol both have a huge presence and a, a big impact on all the viewers and the people that are watching. So this doesn't really matter. But in a way, like I tell her, it's to your advantage because you don't have to talk about uncomfortable things that you don't want to. You have control of all that. You cannot show up one day probably, right? Yeah. Like, if yeah, you don't want same. to. 
Yeah, well, she loves her. She'll show yeah. up to everything. <laughs> he says that I need her. <laughs> Real quick, we have to take a break. Were you shocked that her and Adriana did not have a mojito? Sincerely, I was not shocked. Because I've learned a lot about production and I've learned a lot about these shows throughout the years. And like you, I, and I feel like the producers felt the same way too, you know, that she's so great at what she does that, you know, why give her that other maybe like responsibility, um, you know, let's call that, you know, holding the mojito. It's a little different, but, you know, I want her to be there, whether it's, you know, as a housewife or a friend and I want her to make great money too, you know, if that's the thing. And, you know, and Adriana, too. I mean, both of them. I think that they're both different styles. They're both different girls. And we need them both. And I think they bring a lot. They add a lot to the group. I love it. And who would you say was your favorite newbie of the group? Mm, I kind of I like the three of them equally. I mean, I thought, yes, I actually thought I fell in love with Julia even before we started filming. And, you know, just like the whole story. And, you know, she's very she's very different. You know, and she's very, she was like very calm, you know, she's like a different style. So I always like that, you know, since I'm so like high energy and so like this. So like when somebody's like so calm and everything, I really admire that in people. So I, I loved who she was. I loved that she was very honest and sincere. And, you know, she was so comfortable with, you know, sharing like her stories and like her, her life lessons. So we automatically connected. Nicole, the same thing. You know, we were hanging out before we started filming and I felt the same way about her. Maybe you didn't see that this season because it just played out that way. But, you know, I liked her a lot, too. I like who she is, what she represents. I have a lot of similarities with her. And Gertie, the same. Like, I knew Gertie from around Miami. And, like, I get her. You know, this is, like, how she really is. So it's like, you know, I'm not going to hate on her just because she's like that. Like, I like that. You know what I mean? She's super high energy. And she's very, like, a workaholic. And she's, like, when she gets her things done, that's her personality. And I actually like it, too. That's the thing with me. Like, I like everybody. Like, when I don't like it, it's a problem. I demand more Kiki. Oh, like Kiki. I yes. love Kiki, too. Yes. She's such also comedic relief like some of the things that come out is just so funny so so funny yeah she's very funny and let me tell you something kiki has another side to her that you guys maybe have not seen she's super feisty she has a mouth on her she can defend herself because i've been out with her like not filming just because we're regular you know we're really friends and not too long ago we were like hanging out during the day at a brunch and everything and todd was like oh my god like he, he didn't know that side to her so he was like, wow. And then he's like, oh my God, you two together? Like, don't even put you two together. <laughs> they were like, they're, we're going to get thrown out because she and I together. But you didn't, you know, sometimes you didn't get to see that. So maybe hopefully, you know, moving forward, you'll get to see that because she's great. And, you know, we all love her. And it's so important, you know, right? Like to fit in the group and like for everybody to really like get along. Well, if Bravo, Peacock, Purveyors of Pop, anyone is listening, bring Kiki back. I yes. love Kiki. She is stunning to look at. Her fashion. She's so beautiful. Ugh. Her fashion. I can't with her. She just like shows up and she's what she just like mm-hmm. walks in. Like, she is, she like, needs her time to shine. Julia. And like she did she did shine this season, but I feel like I want to see more. I agree. Moving forward, if there's a season five, would you want to see everybody back and would you want some new people in? There's no room for new people. <laughs> yeah, no, there isn't. At this point, there's nine of us and we're all great. So like, why, why do we want new people? You know, I think it changes the dynamics of the group 
once again, you know, we've had a lot of changes. It's been eight years we haven't been on TV. I feel like if it's not broken, why fix it? You know, I think we have a great group of girls. And, you know, a lot of us are still, you know, getting to know each other more or at a different level, let's say like a deeper level. So I think it's perfect. I think we have a great cast and I wouldn't touch it. I agree. And I feel like like sort of going back with like addressing the full time versus friends and stuff. What I do love is that Marisol, Adriana and Kiki are pretty much featured as much as the full time ladies. and. I kind of want to see more of that because it's really makes the group dynamic that much better. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I I mean, I'll tell you the downside of that is like the logistics of filming. You know, it's a lot of us, you know, and like, so I agree with you. I think it's like a great thing to have like, you know, all these women and, you know, everybody's the same. You don't have to give anybody titles, but a lot of times, you know, it depends on the scene, you know, it depends on what you're talking about, you know, like something like something personal, something that you're opening up, it changes the whole dynamics of the group when it's four ladies versus nine, you know, and every, all the ladies are drinking, you know, it kind of like, so it's, you know, I love that we're a big group like that and that we all get together and have fun and all that. But I think that, you know, it's also good to have like smaller groups. That's why I don't think it's a good idea to bring in more ladies. I mean, you know, there's only so many microphones and like cameras, you know, to capture us. But yeah, I mean, I feel like nine's a great number. And, you know, we I think this is like the first time though that a show has like three friends. Yeah. And the fact that Adriana Marisol sat in the reunion like the entire time, you know, is another, you know, we're like breaking all those barriers. And again, I'm angry Kiki wasn't there because I know she would have served a look. Oh my, I would have had competition. Oh yeah, my god. I would have had competition. Yes, absolutely. She is. As far as like the dresses, yeah. You know, she's a model. So like, you know, she has access, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of times, you know, to all these like fabulous designers that people don't even know about. Yeah. And she loves fashion and she just like does it so well. Yes. Well, speaking of reunion, you guys nailed it out of the park. Like all of you were so beautiful. Actually in the timing right now. So I do these brackets on my Instagram story. And right now we're doing one that is the best Real Housewives of Miami reunion look over the past four seasons. So that's going on right now for anyone that's listening and following. Go Make sure you go in and vote. What was your favorite part of this season and coming back, would you say? And what was your least? So I guess like my favorite part about coming back was the fact that we were coming back. Like just having a comeback was like, you know, something to really like be proud about. So, like, for myself, it was like, you know, I'm coming back. If they asked me to come back, of course I'm coming back. You know what I mean? It's like I felt like I needed to, like, not prove myself, but, you know, I felt like I wanted to be part of, like, making this history. And I felt like I needed to, like, I'm like, I've had so much love and support and fans reaching out throughout all these years that wanted to know about my life and, like, Frankie's recovery and my kids. I said, you know, I want to share this with, with everyone. And I'm at a point in my life now that I'm more comfortable about sharing certain things that I wasn't comfortable about before. You know, I've like, I'm different, not a different person. I'm the same Alexia, but just like more open. I've always been vulnerable, but more like now I'm proud. Like where before I was maybe like a little ashamed or like, I was like, oh, I don't know if I should say this. Now I'm like, you know what? I'm proud to be who I am. I'm going to say everything I want to say. And, and that's, that's what you've seen, you know? So it's not like you've seen a different Alexia. You've di- seen the same Alexia that's just not, not scared to speak anymore. Yes. And I love it. I feel like we, we would know what your least favorite part of the season. And I, 
I my heart broke for you in the finale. I feel like everyone in the Bravo world said that they like cried at the end of the season. And, you know, my heart goes out to you. And I'm glad you were able to then it was great seeing at the end you and Todd talk about planning your wedding together, just the two of you. And then it was beautiful. It means a lot. Yeah. I wasn't even able to watch the last episode because I just couldn't, I couldn't go. And even the whole day I was like super sad. Like I I just don't want to like relive that moment. I know they did something beautiful for my mom. That's what I've been told. I saw everybody, you know, sending me things. So, you know, I thank the producers and Andy and the network for doing that. But it's just so hard, you know, for me to watch because what was supposed to be, you know, the happiest day of my life was turned out to be that. So it's something very that was very difficult for me. But she is now watching over you, her and Mama Elsa. They are... Sending all of the good vibes for season five, right? For sure. Because my mother loved it too. My mother kept on telling like my sister, like, are you sure I have Bravo? I have to have Bravo. Because she knew already that I was filming, obviously. Because she was aware of everything. But she was like, I do hermana in Spanish. Like, your sister still hasn't gotten me Bravo. And I was like, don't worry, mommy. You're going to have it. Because she loved Andy. She loved, you know, the franchise. She loved the show. And even though she wasn't going to really be part of it because of her medical condition, not even so much her medical condition, because she didn't look good. So she was always very vain, kind of like how Elsa was. And, you know, she's like, Tú no voy a traer like she was like, you better not come with the cameras here. Cause like, look at my hair and look at my teeth and whatever. But I know that she's in heaven with Elsa and with all my other yes. angels, just like watching over us. And so proud Absolutely. Us. I think they would all be very proud. Let's go ahead and do some fan questions. This is from Fly Me to the Food 100. Do you ever talk to Leah or Joanna? What's the status on your, your relationship with them? No, I don't. I mean, I've never, I never saw Leah again. I haven't seen Leah in years and not even here in Miami. I don't know if she's spending more time in LA. So maybe that's why I don't see her here. We Besides that, how like different circle of friends, but yeah, I don't think she's too happy. I know she's talking a lot of like you know mean things about the show and about me, but that's fine. That's why we don't miss her. And Joanna, you know, she's not from here, which kind of like never really made any sense why she was here. So I'm happy for her that she got married and she has her baby girl. That's beautiful. So I'm very happy for her. I never really had any ill feelings towards none of them, but. Yeah, so uh, no, I don't talk to any of them. Roizen Maria X wants to know, tell us about the drug dealers you dated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're going to have to buy there, my book. Oh. That's one, of, that's one of the chapters. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. But you know, you're from Miami. Like in Miami in the 80s and the, the, eight, the late 80s and the early 90s. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. You didn't even know there were drug dealers. I mean, my mother and my father were both doctors. You know, I went to like an all-girl Catholic school. I didn't know what the hell that was. You know, I figured if, you know, you drove a Porsche and you had a boat was because your parents were rich, you know, like mine. It wasn't because you actually dealt drugs or whatever, you know. But I feel like every girl in Miami, like if you were like, you know, pretty and cute and you were on the scene and you were going to the clubs, like you like these bad boys. Or at least I do. You were on the Netflix show, right? The Cocaine Cowboys or something, right? Yes. Yeah, well, I didn't know I was going to be part of that. Yeah, it was something that I did. Oh, no, it was not like I signed a deal with him and and I got paid or the father of my kids did, you know, got paid for that. No, it was just like, you know, there were gathering information, you know, 
that producer Billy Corbin was gathering information. You know, he's always done like these kind of like docu series, and he's fascinated with that era of like the cocaine cowboys and all that here in Miami. So he interviewed the father of my kids, you know, over ten years ago. And I, he said, oh, do you mind if I ask you some questions? You know, and I said, okay, sure. But it was not something that was like a done deal. It wasn't even a pilot. It was nothing. He was just gathering information and putting it together. Nine years later, I'm in the Hamptons filming the housewives with my friend, you know, with my girlfriends there. And I get a text from a friend of mine that I'm on a trailer for like Netflix for the Cocaine Cowboys. I'm like, what? She's like, oh my God, why did this happen? Yeah, this is exactly what was my reaction. So I was like, you send your call. I was dealing with that too. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, oh my God, I can't believe like some things that never like they come to haunt you after so many years. And you said that was from like 10 years ago? 10 years ago. See, 10 years ago. So like premiere August 4th, I was like, what? It was like two days before my bachelorette party. So that's what happened. And I never, nobody ever informed me that it was coming out, that it had been sold to Netflix, nothing, got zero from it. I don't care about me, but like, my ex-husband, the father of my kids, was the, the, narr- the narrator. He, like, narrated the whole show. You see, that's what a lot of people don't know. That's why I hate when people talk without knowing. Because he got paid zero, and so did I. And it's not like he did it for that or I did it. But, you know, it's kind of like I'm talking to you now. Like, let's say you start talking, you gather, start gathering all this information. And 10 years from now, like, I see myself, like, in, in a book that you wrote on, on my behalf or something like that. Yeah. It was really crazy. Sippin' T305, what high school did she go to in Miami and what neighborhood did you grow up in? I guess it must be a local person. So I went I went to a few different schools, but I want to say that most of my elementary education was at St. Thomas the Apostle in South Miami. I grew up most of my life in South Miami. And then I went to Lord's Academy. That's the all-girl school that I was talking about. And then my senior year, I moved to Madrid, Spain. And I went to a Catholic school where there to my senior year there, my family, my mom. And my brother and sister, we moved over there. And then I did my three years of college in Spain in an American school. And then I came back here and I finished in St. Thomas University. And then I got my master's in Barry University in exceptional student education. Awesome. I really wanted to go to law school, but. I feel like you would be Elle Woods on steroids and in the courtroom I think he would slay oh my god totally I wanted to do like I love that movie I love that movie I wanted to do like litigation that's what I wanted like I wanted to go like inside the courtroom yes yeah and address the jury and the judge you would be so good Todd tells me it's never too late and I was like no babe yeah I know but no Sadie's mama 12 how do you stay so calm and cool with everything that has happened in life you know, I want to say that Frankie's accident changed me a lot. Frankie's accident just taught me that, like, my world stopped. So once your world stops, and it, and it's still going on for everybody else, but for me, it stopped. So I think that that's what showed me to be calm, patient, tolerant, because you can't change anything. You have to, like, just accept it and, and make the best. Say, okay, this is what I got. I, you know, I, I got to... You know, I got to fix it. I got to resolve it. I got to help it. And I, I'm i saying like, I attribute it to that 100%. And I say that to a lot of my close friends. I said that changed my life. I'm a different person. Yes, I still have my personality. I could be, you know, feisty and outspoken and high energy and all that. But I just look at life and the world a lot different after Frankie's accident. 
I'm hoping Frankie knows that he's a star and he's the Bravo community's son as well. Oh, que lindo. That's so beautiful. Thank you. We tell him, we tell him, I read him the messages and it's really like, yes, thank you so much. Oh, I like this one. Barbie blinging. Have any of you come across Karen after season three? Yeah, she was only at, yeah, she was only in season two. And we, I actually, I've seen her a couple of times here in Miami because we'll do like, you know, we'll go to like some parties and stuff. And, you know, maybe like three or four years ago, Lisa, John and I were invited to a party and I guess she was as well. And it was like a sit down dinner and we were kind of like all sitting like, you know, close to each other. I mean, she really didn't, you know, the thing with these things is like, you guys like see that, you know, on TV and it really happened because that really happened. But I felt like that about her because, like, she lied, you know. And these kind of shows, it's like you gotta understand. You have to be honest, you know. It's like so. Yeah, I've always had like a, a problem with people that do that, you know, either to be in the show or like for whatever reason it is, because you know it causes like a lot of chaos and like animosity. And this is like what happens. But you know, I mean, I wish her well, and if I see her, you know, maybe you know we'll say hello to each other. I don't remember whether that night we said hello to her or not. But, you know, I know that the whole time it was like Lisa, John, and I, it's kind of like she felt, you know, to the side because, you know, she really never connected with us. Sully's Dimples wants to know, can you tell us more about your brief encounter with Luis Miguel? Luis Miguel, he's like a, he's a Mexican singer that I met many years ago. Well, I was married to Herman in Los Angeles. That, that's going to go in my book, too, because I saw Mariah Carey put it in her book. Yeah, she liked that. Mine's not going to be a whole chapter. It wasn't that interesting. Samaj with an H, describe your perfect day. And also, can you do a meet and greet in New York? Oh, I would love to do a meet and greet in New York. I love New York. And I love all the love and support we get from New York. I always tell all the girls, our biggest fans are in New York. So thank you for that. Even I, I, feel, I feel more love in New York than in Miami. It's like sad to say, because like Miami's my city. That's a good question. How has Miami received Real Housewives and at the beginning? And how is it with the reboot? Well, in the beginning, that is a great question. So in the beginning, I felt they were like our enemies. They always used to write nasty things about us and our families. They never supported us. And that was very hurtful, actually, because, you know, I'm here to showcase my beautiful city. I love my city. I was born and raised here. And, you know, and I think it's such a great opportunity in so many different levels, you know, to, to showcase our city and how amazing it is. So we never got that. On contrary, you know, we got no support and hate. And now it's a little different. So now I'm feeling a little bit more love, a little bit more support. But you know why? Because Miami today is a lot different than what it was 10 years ago. Miami today is even more of my talk culture with people from everywhere. Like from New York, half of New York has moved here. So I'm like, that's why I'm getting all this love. Because every time I ask from Miami, I mean, from New York, I'm like, yeah, we have like this Miami, New York connection, like this love for each other. And I feel the same way about New York City. Can I just say the, with the reboot, the real estate porn is everything. Y'all's houses are like, I remember, I will literally never forget this on, I guess it was episode one when you were coming up and the car shoots back into the garage, like from the elevator. Yes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's like right here where you see it. I don't know if you can see it right there. Yes. Oh, I can see it. It's beautiful. Also, I loved getting to know your friend, Johnny. Oh, Johnny. Oh my God. He's here. Johnny. He 
he's here. He's like my friend, but he's also like my son. You don't understand. If I could have another son, it would be Johnny. He needs to come around more. Friend of Johnny. Hi, Johnny. How's it going? I was cracking up at the bachelorette. My dick wouldn't fit through the door or whatever. <laughs> that was, that was so good. I think the most embarrassing thing was walking down Ocean Drive. With that with big penis. penis. <laughs> yeah, with that big <laughs> Well, you see everything in Ocean Drive, but like not, I mean, I'm sure they've seen that at worst. They've probably seen real ones. Did you walk past Palace yeah. with it? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. But we did get no, changed. We, we wouldn't. We did go get changed for the stripper at Palace. Can, well, can I request if we get a season five? Can you guys do a Palace brunch? Oh my god, yes! That's such a good idea. I, I'm hosting it. I'm hosting it. I love it. Maris is gonna yes. me. I'm hosting it. And then yes. I don't know if she's still a drag queen there, but the one that went on the bus and then did it and jumped and did a split from the top of the bus onto the ground. Oh my Incredible. God. No, my Look God. There's such talent it. there. Like I just love to go and just sit there all afternoon. And it's just like, yeah, it's beautiful. I'm so happy that we still have it. Cause you know, a lot of these things like don't last forever, but I'm so happy that it does. That this thing is still there. Well, this has been so much fun. I want to give you an opportunity to go ahead and plug anything that you want to plug. And thanks again for doing this. This has been great. Oh, my God. It's been so much fun. Yes. Thank you. Well, if you're ever in Miami, come to Alexi and Frankie's Beauty Bar. There yes. you'll find Frankie and I. And you can get a nice manicure, pedicure, spray tan. Look at my spray tan. I was so white when I came from Aspen. I don't know how it looks on the camera, I need to get a spray tan. Really good in person. <laughs> Yeah, because I don't have time here. Even though we live in Miami, every we always get the same thing. So come by and say hi. It's in a beautiful area in Surfside. And get a blowout, get lashes, spray tan, massage, facial, everything. We do it all there. One-stop shop. Amazing. That's so great. And then the book? The book I'm working on, and I'll probably if we do have, like, you know, another season, a season five, you'll probably see me, you know, working with, with a writer. Yeah, because a lot has happened in my life, and I want to continue to share it, you know, with everyone and inspire people. And I've had a very interesting life. And all I can say is that I'm, I'm grateful, you know, I'm grateful that I am the woman that I am today because of all the life experiences that I've had. Oh, one last question. Is there anything that didn't air that you wish would have aired this season or in past seasons, I guess, as well? Well, I wish that more of my date nights with Todd would have aired. We had like really cute date nights, you know, like, so I, I love that. I love filming with Todd, like, you know, those kind of scenes, you know, cause that's where we really are. We go out to dinner every night and we're like super cute together. And so I wish like more of those scenes, you know, would have aired. Also, we had a really, a lot of people don't know, but Todd's father passed away a month and a half after my mom. Oh my gosh. He had a stroke. Yes. So, you know, the cameras weren't here anymore. Thank God. So his father had a stroke and passed away and we had had a family dinner at Serafina here in Miami that was like really special. And I wish it just would have aired just so you guys could have seen that. Like you could have seen like Todd's dad and his mother and the girls and just like our family, Frankie, all of us just having like a nice Italian because he was Italian, like family dinner at Serafina. That was kind of cool. You finally married your gringo. Yes. (laughs) And I'm so happy with my gringo. Now I understand yes. my mom and Elsa. Elsa would always tell me that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because Marisol's father was American. I ended yes. up trying on my wedding dress. I went with like my mother-in-law. And that wasn't my mother-in-law at the time, but I've always considered her my mother-in-law. I always knew I was going to marry Todd. 
and the girls and Johnny and Frankie and Marisol. It was like a lot. It could have just been like the Alexa show. So I guess that's why I didn't make it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you really could have your own spinoff and maybe that's what we'll get one day. Too. Oh, no, no, I'm too old, too tired. No, you can do both. Right. No, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. and I have so many things going on. It's a big responsibility. So yeah. you know what? I'll stick totally. to the housewives. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we love having you. And thanks again for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Besitos. Be sure to check out other podcasts from The Dip, including Hot Off The Mess with Samantha Bush, Pop Chaser, TV, Watch, Repeat, and the Slut Pig Podcast with Christian Gray Snow. And don't forget to visit thedip.com where you can get commentary and analysis from writers, editors, and fans who are just as passionate about pop culture as you are. That's the dip with two Ps.com and follow them on Instagram at the dip. You can also follow me at Faces by Bravo where we can keep in touch until next time. And as always, but now we said it.